This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. We have here Stephanie Link, Chief Investment Strategist, Hightower Advisors, and Head of Investment Solutions, and Ken Polcari, Managing Partner at Case Capital Advisors and Chief Market Strategist at Slate Stone Wealth. So, kids, welcome back. And um, I want to talk about the stock market and commodities and interest rates. But we need to begin. Get ready, Stephanie. We need to begin with Elon Musk. Elon Musk. Is Elon Musk really pulling out of the Twitter deal? uh, Or is he going to force them to give him better numbers on these phony accounts, the bots and all this nonsense. I mean, I, I don't see, look, uh, you know, I make no bones about it. I'm a big fan of Elon Musk. I don't see how you can buy the thing, buy Twitter uh, and make a business plan uh, unless you know what their user base really is. And I think Twitter hasn't done that. Uh, that's point number one. Point number two uh, I'm sure Elon wants a lower price. And point number three, I do believe, I, I have not spoken to him, but I believe he really wants to buy Twitter and make his free speech uh, case and that you can run social media companies on the basis of free speech and still make money. So, I mean, I, th- I, I don't think, Stephanie, I, I think this is just one chapter in this saga. I mean, that's my take. I think he's going to be back. But for the moment, he's out. And I want to say, what what do you guys think? Steph, what do you think he's going well, to do? I think this is it's a, it's a circus, right? This, this, this is a very, very de- uh, dangerous uh, stock to own, number one, because it's not trading on fundamentals. Number two, I think he should have taken his time in terms of the offer and doing the due right. diligence like most bankers do, right? Most companies do when they're looking to buy another company. Uh, Sure, he wants a lower price because he doesn't know the data and and we don't know what he actually knows. That's number one. It's also lower because social media stocks have been in the toilet all year long and they've been Mm. falling rapidly, right? So I understand why he wants a lower price, but I think the due diligence that he undertook was really very basic and very quick. Um, and uh, who knows how it plays out, but it is, it is a circus, as I mentioned, and, and it's not trading on fundamentals. So if you own this stock or you buy this stock because of Elon Musk, that, you know, that's, that's a very risky play, in my opinion. <laughs> I thought, did, was Morgan Stanley his banker? Who was his banker? Yeah, I think it was Morgan Stanley. <laughs> why, didn't, why didn't they do what you just said they should have done? Because you can't. I mean, they're, they're good bankers, Morgans, but why didn't they do they're it? They're great bankers. They're great bankers. But you know what? It's like Elon Musk is, is Elon Musk. He's going to do what he wants to do. Unfortunately, <laughs> this backfired in his face, and we'll see. We'll see how it all turns out, though. I don't think I, he's done either. I, by the way, let me just jump in because I, I agree with everything you've said, but I think you're right. I, whether or not Morgan Stanley was the banker, or whether or not he started, you know, he started this whole thing on his own, and then he pulled people in. And to Stephanie's point. Uh, I think he just said, look, 
I want to do it. This is it. I don't want to hear anything about it. And he kind of pushed everybody back, probably against their better judgment, but they couldn't convince him to do otherwise because look how fast it happened. And now now he's sitting there complaining, going, well, they didn't tell me this. Well, honestly, you kind of forgave your your, your right to do all that work because he was so impetuous, right? He wanted to do yeah. it so fast and make the point, and this is what he gets. I don't think he's going away. I think this is all part of the ploy because I think he's trying to get a bit cheaper. Mm-hmm. And I think on Monday the stock's going to be trading. I don't know where it's closed on Friday, but it'll be trading at 20 by Monday. But um, <laughs> I think, but I, he'll I, like that, right? That's what he wants. Like that. Absolutely <laughs> is what he wants. He's, but, listen, Elon is a disruptor. E- Elon, Elon is the Donald Trump of, uh, right. you know, whatever, Silicon Valley, or he's in Texas now. He's a disruptor. Right. Elon is living proof um, of Joseph Schumpeter's gales of creative destruction. <laughs> that's, that's what Elon Musk is. <laughs> I, yeah. I, does it, I mean, I don't know. Stephanie's right. It's a circus, but it's pretty cool stuff. You got oh, to yeah. admit, the whole world is watching this deal. I, I've never seen anything like it. I mean, you look at the Fo- forget the Fox Business website. The Fox News website has this <laughs> on top. I mean, you know, that, that's usually reserved for, for other things. Uh, yes. CNBC has it on top. Bloomberg has it on top. I mean, yeah. the right. tragic assassination of Shinto Abe is a major news story, but right with it, right with it is Elon Musk and Twitter. And you got to go, huh? Wait, really? But yeah, that's the deal. Whatever he does. It's like you wake up and you go to Twitter to see what is the latest and greatest on the situation. Yeah, right. Do you guys have accounts on Twitter? Do you tweet? Yes. Yes. You know, and Kenny I and I tweet together. I mean, we tweet to each yeah. other, too. Oh, that's great. That's great. You make a lovely couple. That's terrific. <laughs> I tweeted about this show this morning, inviting everyone to join us. Oh, yeah. that is really good. By the way, I used to tweet. I, I tweeted for years. I uh, had a bunch, good bunch of followers. And then I did, when I went into the White House, I, I stopped uh, for a number of reasons. Uh, and But since um, I've come back to town uh, I I have not tweeted, I have, so I haven't tweeted in five years, basically. As I grew weary, um, I you know I, look, yeah. I'm a, obviously a political and economic conservative, and I I was just go, grow weary of all these whack jobs uh, attacking me and saying you know really yeah. weird yeah. nasty things. I mean, I had the followers defended me, but the attackers are so bad and so poisonous. Right. I yeah. just grew, right. grew you know. Uh, yes. Well, yeah. they can do it because they do it behind behind closed doors, right? Because no one really knows whether they have a real name or a fake name, but they can do it because they're not actually doing it right to you, right? They're, they're hidden yeah. behind the yeah. keyboard. Uh, all right. We'll put that. I, I hear, uh, So Kenny Pocari thinks there'll be more chapters. Do you, uh, Steph, more chapters in this saga? Yeah, I do. I absolutely yeah. do. Look, I mean, Kenny's right. If it opens down, tw- if it's at 20, right? I mean, Right. It's not actually even an expensive stock at this point, but you just don't know what the E is, right? You have no idea right. if they're even going to have an E. But if it opens right. down twenty to, to twenty, I mean, then automatically he's got to he's got to make a make a stink on a, on a lower price. Um, it's just what is in the what's in the, who signed what, right? Like we just mm. don't know what he agreed to. So that's right. uh, that's why it, that's right. why it's you, so uncertain. Right, but you saw the story today. The 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 board is determined now to close this deal at the price at fifty four twenty. Naturally, 
right? Mm-hmm. The Sun yeah. ended at thirty six eighty one on Friday, on yesterday. So if this thing opens in the twenties, which I think it very well could, if this story continues to build over today and tomorrow, you know, we could see it really collapse on Monday. That board, oh, yeah. that board is so full of it. I mean, they're so dumb. Anyway, who's going to buy Twitter if Elon doesn't buy it? Who wants it? Nobody, because nobody's come up to challenge it. Right. That's the interesting part all through this. It's not like there's some bidding competition. I mean, Twitter is a dud, right? They ran it into the ground because they went far left, you know, censored conservative opinions, blah, 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 blah. And so the thing's collapsed. And if he doesn't buy it, he's the only safety net they have. You know, he's like a a Greenspan put or something. Who's, he who's could gonna... not. He, they couldn't monetize it. That's the whole problem, right? right? They had these right. enormous expenses, and they, they they thought. Now, look, I, we can say all we want about Facebook, but Facebook figured out how to monetize. And by the way, they're going to figure out how to monetize Reels as well. That's their problem mm. now. Mm. The uh, TikTok right. competitor, but they'll figure it out. They have proven that investing heavily reaps reward, right? That you can figure out how to monetize what you have. Twitter never did. They never could. They spent right. like. They spent like crazy, and then you, you every quarter there would be a disappointment in one, in one area or the other. I tr- uh, trust me, I, I I owned it for a little bit of time, and I made money in it, thankfully, and I got out. But that, it's just uh, they really do need they really do need Musk in there. They really do. Yeah, yeah, I know he's the only thing they got. Yeah, look, it it may go to twenty, okay, but I'll say this: without Musk, uh, right, the, 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 it could the go to ten. I was going to say the difference between 20 and zero will evaporate. (laughs) (laughs) Well, look at Snap. Look at Snap, right? Right. And they're in a world of hurt right now, and they too can't monetize. So, you know, this is an interesting sector, and it'll be an interesting case study in like 10 years. (laughs) I'm so so happy to hear that. I mean, for me, all, all these socialists, lefties, I'm glad they're in a world of hurt. I want them to hurt. They're lucky that they have Elon Musk, free market, libertarian, free. I mean, Elon Musk. uh, Not only does he want to buy Twitter for free speech reasons, he then declared that he was going to vote Republican in the elections. I mean, that was like for for the mainstream media, that was the kiss of death. They put him on the enemies list. <laughs> he voted for that Republican gal, the Hispanic gal on the border in Texas. Right. right. He yeah, voted for her. He did to her, by the way, the other day. <laughs> yes, I know. It's just off. I, I'm only laughing because it's a theater of the absurd. But yes, you're right. I mean, that's that's what they do. But not you guys. Mm-hmm. You guys. Uh, you guys are okay. You're giving my show credibility. Kenny, what's your market outlook right now? So I think that we're in for this month is going to be. A little bit of a bumpy, uh, rough month. We'll get earnings start this week. I think earnings are going to start to come down. I think more importantly, the guidance going forward is going to be weaker than what the market expects. Um, and so, therefore, I think uh, as we move through this season, it's going to be bumpy. Now, that doesn't mean I think the market's going to collapse at all. I think we're going to find support at S&P 3600, which is about, down about you know 200 points from where we are now. I guess where we closed on, on Friday, two or 250 points. Um, I think that's where it wants to find support. But I would caution people as we move into this earnings season uh, to be prepared for numbers and guidance. I think it's going to be weaker than what the expectation is. Yeah, that's um, so this little I I look at this. We've been through the last couple of weeks of what I consider to be a bear market rally. You may yeah. disagree with that and so forth. But no, no I don't. I think you're right. 
The S&P is now down 18% year to date. So it's still hovering around the bear market level. Uh, This past week, uh, let's see, the Dow was up 241. The S&P was up 74. The NAS had a really good week, up 507. Anyway, Stephanie Link, what's your market outlook? Yeah, I mean, look, I think um, the, there's puts and takes. <laughs> the, the highlights are clearly the jobs market, right? And jobs were strong on, uh, on, on, on Friday, and, um, and we've now created 2.7 million jobs in the last six months. Wages are still very solid at 5.1%, and down from 5.3 from the last reading, which uh, I don't know if you want to call that peak inflation. It's still high, but uh, it's still good for the consumer. Um, and, uh, and and commodities are uh, and commodities are coming down, and housing is cooling. So so that to me, um, that maybe the inflation start, side of the equation is starting to at least yeah peak. Hopefully it's going to come down, but at the same time you've got strong jobs. So everyone that t- tells me that we're in a recession, I just I have a very hard time reconciling that. It, it, the job market really is very jolt. We're actually still over 11 million, so there's still a lot of job openings. So to me. I think, you know, this is a hard environment. We, we're down a lot. I think we're discounting a lot of bad news. We have to wait and see what the Fed does. They're going to go to 75 in July. Do they go 75 in September and then maybe take the foot off the gas? Hopefully, but we don't know. That's your one wild card, and that's what makes it hard to get super, super bullish. But I'm not that bearish given that we've already seen these declines and we still have a solid economy. Well, um, the trouble is wages are rising. The money is worth less because inflation is rising more. So you're seeing a big drop in real disposable income and real wages. And you're also seeing a big drop. Now, we'll get new numbers, obviously, for the month of June. We'll get those numbers in the next couple of weeks. But uh, real retail sales way down. And um, PCE, real PCE uh, is going to be very soft maybe close to zero. So I, you know, Stephanie, I, I don't, just a, a tiny pushback that I know the payrolls were, were pretty good um, with the prior revisions of the two months, prior two months, it was 300,000. Yep. So that's yep. a good number. But the household employment survey was off 350,000. And that thing is averaged. That's two of the last three months. It's had big drops. So I just, I, I'm not sure I understand this labor stuff. Uh, at, at the moment, <laughs> it's, confusing. I, it's, it's definitely confusing for sure. Really but this is this, we got to get people back to work. You know, I mean, this is the whole thing. This is the whole reason why the Fed is doing what they're doing. I mean, the, the, we want to get people back to work. We have to get inflation down. We've got to slow the economy. We all know this, though. So if I'm looking at this from the economy, sure, a lot of puts and takes and, and a lot of unknowns. But from a, from, a, from an investing point of view, I think we're discounting a heck of a lot of bad news. I really do. And yeah, well, that's yeah, why, gotta, you know, especially especially on, like, when you say about retail sales, you know what? I, I totally understand that. But then I go and I look at, let's just say, the XLV, right? Um, sorry, the XLY, rather, the uh, the consumer discretionary. Yeah. It's down 30% year to date. Right. Don't we know that right. the consumer is taking their foot off the gas, too? Yeah, well, I know. That, right. That's been all the – but I got to ask you a question, Steph, or Larry, either one of you. The, the the issue about getting people back to work, wages are rising. We've got 11 million jobs out there that are available. Why can't we get people back to work? Is it the fact that those jobs are much more technical? We're not educated enough to fill those jobs? Is that the reason that, that we can't get people to come back to work with higher wages and all these job openings? 
I actually have heard that there there's uh, more more people are are starting their own uh, uh, companies, and they're not going right. back to corporate America, right? So that's number one. And then of course we know people that are just out of the labor force; they retired. They they, they said right. enough of this. And then and then of course you still have that issue at whoever is taking care of the children at home. There's still a lot yeah. of unknown. Right. So I think there's yeah. a whole bunch. But I agree with you. It's, it is perplexing. Eleven million job openings is a huge, huge number relative huge. to the historical average. Yeah, I get it. Especially, I when, especially when companies are paying higher wages and trying to pay yeah. bonuses to attract people. I know. I know. Right. I've lost count how many times McDonald's has actually increased wages year to date. I think I lost count right. after four times. Right. Yeah. I know. Well, bear, bear in mind on this, though, you've got um, part of the complexity here. Um, the government is still paying out benefits mm-hmm. one way or another for yep. not work for not working. There's no work requirements yep. right. in housing subsidies. And I uh, think that's the problem. Welfare subsidies, food stamp yeah. subsidies. You know, uh, I mean, I wish it weren't true because I, I, I think, you know, I, I think work is holy, and I think work is yeah. the fa- fabric of the of the country. But you got a lot of people who have left the labor force. By the way, the, this this number, uh, the jobs number yesterday, what uh, three hundred fifty thousand people left the workforce. That's yeah. a big. That's a big number. That's and, a big number. And and I acknowledge that the labor market is tight. No question about that. And I acknowledge the the uh, big number of unfilled jobs. But gee whiz, people are leaving. The other thing is, I'll throw this out, Jason Furman, uh, who's a pretty much of a straight shooter, he's a very good economist, friend of mine. Uh, he's an Obama guy, he was a Clinton guy before that. He's, you know, he and, along with Summers, has been yelling at the Bidens for all their spending causing inflation. But he has a little section in his report yesterday. Uh, all, a lot of people now are being mandated by their companies to go back to work in the office. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they're not used to it, don't especially like it. Productivity right. is way down, and that's depressing right. the economy. Just think of that. Well, Larry, think about what's happening in New York City alone. People don't want to take the subways anymore. It's filthy when you get down there. The poor guy from Goldman Sachs got shot on a Sunday morning because yep. people down in the subway, you know, there's, it's out of control. And so people that have been home, that have been productive from home, now don't want to be forced to come back to the city. Yet you have the city saying to the big companies, you've got to bring these people back because we're choking to death. We need these people to come back. So there's this yin-yang that's happening in that, in that, in that mm-hmm. conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll tell you, the corridors at uh, at Fox Media, people have come back. I mean, when I first yeah. started the show a year and a half ago, whatever it was, uh, the building was empty. Uh, I, yeah. I always go to work, but um, and I, I get tested a lot. So uh, real quick, we just got a minute left. Stephanie, is there a particular investment you want to mention? Well, I think this week it's going to be very interesting to see uh, the banks. They're going to report earnings, and um, and you know I am overweight them. They're very cheap. They're all down about anywhere from 16 to 25 percent year to date, and many of them trade at book value. We know capital markets are going to be weak. The offset is we do have higher interest rates, and yep. banks actually right. make more money. So I, it's going to be interesting. I want to I see how jump. they trade. And, I got uh, Yeah, so, so I got you. I got you. But we'll I'm out those. of time. I'm out of time. I love both of you. Stephanie Link and Kenny Polcari. Wonderful stuff.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.